I have a very strong belief that just one smile and just one, you're doing great. And, and just feeling, I want people to know there is a light at the end of every tunnel. Every single tunnel, there is a light. And I have spoken to people who have attempted suicide at more than once and not expired. And those people have told me that they don't feel that way at that moment. And they forget all their friends and their loved ones. And um, that that hit me so hard. And I would like to, if I can be the light to one soul, um, that, that will have made this more than worth it. And I just, that is really my work in life is to help, whether it be through spiritual work that I do or the music that I sing. And that's why I ended my chapter with my song, Return to Love, because only the love is real. Only the love is real, and there is light with the love. I have another song called Light of Love, and um, and love is light above. All my songs are about that. I just want you to know, keep, keep looking up, keep looking up, and, and I want you to find the light at the end of your tunnel and know that 18 of us have found the light at the end of our tunnel, and we are moving towards that light. You can have a life again. You can come. Bring yourself back from the ashes. Don't give up. Okay, everyone, welcome to Living the Next Chapter. We are here again on a mission of hope with our guests. Our authors are coming on to talk about their chapters. And this is where it's all going to start with chapter number one. And I'm excited to have our guests on today. We are going to be talking about some amazing things. And uh, I would love for our guest to introduce themselves to you all and let you know where they are in this world. So welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you here. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Dave. My name is Babiana Vila, and I am Chapter One in the, the incredible, beautiful, uh, inspirational book, Mission Hope, that we're all so excited about, thanks to Shar Murphy. And um, I'm here to talk a little bit about what this chapter is about. Um, it's about basically going through the darkness and uh, as if it was a dark black tunnel and finding finding our way to the light, which is what happened for me. And uh, many of us do go through uh, incredibly difficult uh, challenges in our life. Uh, I have been through many, but this probably was the defining moment in my life and I that I call my dark night of the soul that brought me to where I am today. And um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about it now. Uh, back in 2015, uh, I was married uh, with two kids. Uh, one was a teenager. The other one had just turned 20 at the end, towards the end of the year and was in Japan. Um, um, my marriage was difficult. It was troubled. Uh, my husband had issues in uh, mental health issues as well as substance issues, but he was a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, he fought a lot of demons in his life, and we were both had been through a lot of dark nights of the soul. Mm. Uh, we were great friends, and, and we loved each other very much. Uh, he took he had just come out of rehab, and uh, about, I'm going to say, uh, two weeks before, and took uh, a fateful turn that day by walking downtown in the little town we lived in in New Jersey, a beautiful little town. Um, I can mention it, Demarest. And um, 
he went down to buy a lottery ticket. Every now and then he would do that. And he ran into an old buddy, which I have a hard time calling a friend because I don't think this person was truly a friend. And uh, the, the friend suggested that they get in the car and uh, drive to a location in a city in New Jersey where, where there was known a lot of known drug activity. So, I mean, there's no drug activity everywhere in the U.S., but this particular area is known for that. And uh, apparently uh, they went and uh, he didn't do very much, according to the coroner and according to the detective, uh, maybe uh, what they call one hit of something. Uh, but they also told me that after you come out of a six-week rehab and you're completely cleaned off, cleaned out, uh, and they're not even sure that's what did it, but they're assuming that's what it was. Mm. Uh, uh, that was it. His breathing, he didn't die right away, but his breathing became suppressed and he went unconscious. The man was with him, uh, did give him CPR, called 911, did the right thing. Uh, cops came and they did get him to the hospital, but he had been without oxygen for way too long, and uh, they put a trach tube in him. So they kept him alive for maybe an hour, mm. and he expired anyway. Um, so that's what happened. Uh, I came home that night with my daughter at 8 o'clock. We found the door open and the TV on and the lights on, as if he had just walked down the block and was coming back. Wow. And it was in my car, the car that I actually still have. You know, it's interesting. A um, few things were taken from my car as well, stolen. Uh, that meant a lot to me, but um, that's besides the point. Mm. So uh, we came home, and uh, we were wondering where he was. I started calling his phone, just went to voicemail. And about half hour later, an officer that I knew came to the door. He was a really nice officer that I had known from real estate previously, and uh he didn't look good. He said, I, I need to come in and tell you something. You need to sit down. Oh, I knew right away uh, yeah. something was really wrong. So he told us what happened, and my daughter started screaming. And this went on for hours. Uh, he was very brave, and he took us. He got us both in the car, and he said, I'm driving you there. So we had to drive to a hospital in that city and um, go to the morgue. And my daughter was 17 at the time. Wow. And uh, she was, you know, going through her own emotional issues at the time. And uh, it was just after that, I kind of blanked out a little bit. My brother-in-law, who was a New York City uh, officer, NYPD, uh, came. Thank God he showed up first. And then uh, other members of uh, our families, you know, my in-laws, as well as my stepdaughters, and uh, came. And it, I kind of went into shock after that. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. And that was a day by day thing. Um, people were there to help me, friends, uh, family. I have no brothers and sisters and my father passed away and my mother passed away when I was still in school. So, uh, basically it was me and the kids and my husband. So uh, yeah. that's, it, you know, so my son didn't know either. And we had to call him in Japan. And I was very lucky that his university, um, actually made the arrangements to fly him back and then fly him back to school again after being home for about five days a week. That was about it. Wow. So I don't think he's ever gotten over that. Uh, he's very quiet about it. My daughter has, you know, done work and, you know, she's a little bit more, uh, you know, therapy and therapeutics and yeah. talking to friends. Uh, he's not that way. So uh, we um, 
lost the house that we had been fighting to save uh, during the time uh, when during the housing crisis. We went through, uh, we had a, a deal. Um, I was a real estate agent at, at that time. And I got a deal that was a little questionable. Uh, we needed to um, refinance our house. We took a deal that was only for one year. And then we were supposed to get a refinance on that so that we could then get into a full term um, uh, mortgage that was safer. And we were promised that on paper by the bank. Uh, it was a subsidiary of Wachovia. Mm. And it was a step mortgage. And I knew they were not good. And I didn't want to do it. Uh, there were other options. Uh, bankruptcy, we didn't want to go that route. And I was told it was very safe because it was on paper. I spoke to an attorney. And uh, you know what? It wasn't safe. The, the, the company went out of business. Wachovia, Wachovia refused to honor it, even though they were the parent company. And then it went to uh, Wells Fargo, and they refused to honor it, but they offered uh, modification attempts. We did seven. I had an attorney for years. Uh, I should have sold the house, um, and I my my son wanted me to hang on to it till he graduated high school. Uh, we could have gotten something else, but uh, one thing led to another with the issues at home, and we ended up staying there. And we did. We were in the middle of a deal of a short sale deal at that time. Uh, all legal uh, with uh, Wells Fargo, and we had an acceptance. It was a matter of days where that would have gone through. Uh, the judge uh, in Bergen County, New Jersey, decided to close the book on us. And even though we had a stay of eviction on the, you know, that was given to us legally, it was not honored. Wow. So that happened as well. And I was forced to move with my kids on November 1st. My husband passed on October 20th. Gosh, how much change can a family go through in such a short amount of time? Yeah, it, right. was, it was bad. So um, oh. anyway, uh, you know, it's like basically your life burns down, uh, the rug pulls your entire life out from under you, and you are left in the ashes. But at least I had two wonderful children uh, that I was needed to stay strong and keep moving to, uh, to take care of. So um, had I not had my children, I don't know. What would have happened? But, yeah. uh, they wow. they really helped propel me through. Nice. So, like, what a story! Like, what a way to what a way to begin this book by Char Char Murphy, this Mission Hope book. And I've had the opportunity to talk to many of the authors so far. And we're working our way through the all eighteen chapters, and every story I tell you is just amazing to hear what people have lived through and what they've seen and experienced. And I'm curious from your perspective, how this all happened? How did you get in contact with Shar and end up being part of this project? Well, uh, Shar actually and I have known each other since 2018 online. We've never actually met in person oh, and we wow. really hit it off. We were part of a meditation group and, and we, we, we were sort of part of a certain amount of spiritual groups that we started to get to know each other. And at this time, there was a small group of us that really hit it off. And uh, and she was, you know, like my friend online. And then um, she started seeing the work that I did, the spiritual counseling and, and the consultations and coaching and that kind of thing. And uh, she worked with me a little bit for a while as a client. I was totally inspired by her story. <laughs> and so we were like inspired by each other's stories, realized we were like soul sisters on a similar path, the same path. 
And at one point, she said, you need to write a book. And I said, it's funny that you mentioned that, because back in 2017, I started to write a book. I started, I had the chapters laid out, although I had never done it before. And I talked to a couple of friends of mine that were authors. And But I was going to write it more about spiritual uh, mind-body health and about uh, delaying the aging process and doing, I, I was going to write it about a different subject. And then she said, you know what? You should write your own story about your, your autobiographical. And I had never considered that. Mm-hmm. I had never, I think I was fearful of that. Yeah. And so the minute she said that to me, spirit spoke to me and said, this is it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I would love to. So we first talked about me doing the full book and she was going to help me. And, um, I was doing a lot of other projects. I had been studying, uh, to be a therapist also this last year, um, with RTT therapy and, uh, out of London with Marissa Peer, as well as my music projects and doing my spiritual, pro- um, I was on, have an online, uh, Tarot Tuesdays and astrological class I had running for two years as well. So I was doing all of that. I had moved out of the, um, marketing and sales industry in New York. I had been working for, uh, Marriott and Hilton as well as being a real estate Wow. <laughs> and I had put, decided to go full time into my spiritual work. Nice. And so, um, then she, all of a sudden she came up with the idea of these chapters yeah. of, because so many of her, People were coming to her and saying, help me with your book. She does consultation for other uh, newer authors or even seasoned authors. She And I just find her in one of the most inspirational people I have ever met in my life. Uh, I just think she's amazing. And not only that, incredibly generous. Yeah. For someone so uh, skilled, accomplished, and I, she's just so generous. Yeah. I, I find that, uh, you know. So um, I said, I'm on it. I'll do it. And it was it was not easy to rewrite this. I had to go back over those uh, events, and I cried for weeks. <laughs> but um, yeah. it was worth it because it was very therapeutic for me. I had gone into therapy after what happened for a short time, but I not for long. And uh, you know, I, I do my own you know therapy as well. But you know, in terms of meditation, I'm, I meditate every day. Uh, at that point, I was meditating four times a day to six times a day. Uh, and doing a Buddhist chanting as well, just to get me through. Uh, I still meditate at least two to four times a day now because mm-hmm. I have anxiety from those events. I, yeah. you know, and I won't take, I don't want to take medicine for it. So, yeah. um, try to be as healthy as I can. So I definitely, uh, but it definitely rang true with me. And I said, this is a, this is incredible. I, I feel so blessed to have been, uh, and honored to have been asked to do this chapter in this book. What do you think is going to be the response from your kids when they read your chapter? Um, my son's read some of it uh, because he's helping me uh, move things on the computer from one place to another. I had a little bit of, you know, I was <laughs> working with a Mac and I had to, uh, he read a little bit of it. Uh, he said, whatever makes you happy, Bob. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the in-laws, I don't know. I didn't mention a lot of names. Uh, in the book, I didn't really get into that. Yeah, uh, I think I might have mentioned my husband's name, first name. So it's nothing that is going to tie people to any. The people who were involved know they were involved. Yeah. Like, I mean, I spoke about my um, my stepdaughter, who was incredibly helpful to me, and my brother-in-law. And but I didn't mention a lot of names. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. No, it was just no. about the events. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think they might. I, d- I can't really uh, 
predict at this point how people will react. My daughter uh, will probably get sad, Um, you know, but it was important, uh, I think, to tell the story. And um, it also uh, has helped propel me to a new place. And again, music has always been music and spirituality are the two things that have always kept me. I I, want to say sane, but (laughs) I'm a little quirky myself, but um, I want to say, you know, on an even keel and of course my kids uh, as well. Yeah. So, okay. So I've asked all the authors so far to do this and I'm hoping that you're okay with this as well is I would love for you to talk directly to Shar and tell Shar what this means to you. You've already talked so much, so highly of her, but I'd love for you to speak. Like you were talking to me about Shar. I would love for you to talk to Shar and tell her what this chapter and being part of this book really means for the two of you. I would love just to take a moment to do that, if you don't mind. Okay. Shar, I just have to thank you from the bottom of my heart and soul for um, asking me to be a part of this project. It means the world to me. Um, And you knew that I wanted to write a book as it is. And I just... I guess I didn't know where to start or I started and I did stopped and um you're the one that kept me on an even keel and my cheerleader, my rah-rah, my <laughs> you can do this. You they need your story, the world needs your story, you've got so much to offer. And I I have to tell you, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful and blessed to be your friend, to have worked with you, to continue to work with you uh in many different levels, and I know we've we both know from spirit that we were brought together to work together uh, in many areas. And this is just one of them. Um, and thank you. Thank That's you. Amazing. So for the people that are going to read your chapter, when they're done, the last word of your chapter, what is your big picture hope for the readers as they, as they go through those words? What are you, what are you hoping people come away with? I want people, having dealt with a husband with mental health issues, bipolar disorder, my daughter has had mental health issues. I have had friends that have had serious mental health issues. I have been, I was actually on a suicide hotline when I was 17 trying to help people. I have a very strong belief that just one smile and just one, you're doing great. and and just feeling, I want people to know there is a light at the end of every tunnel. Every single tunnel, there is a light. And I have spoken to people who have attempted suicide more than once and not expired. And those people have told me that they don't feel that way at that moment. And they forget all their friends and their loved ones. And mm. uh, that that hit me so hard. And I would like to, if I can be the light to one soul, um, that, that will have made this more than worth it. And I just, that is really my work in life is to help, whether it be through spiritual work that I do or the music that I sing. And that's why I ended my chapter with my song, Return to Love, because only the love is real. Only the love is real, and there is light with the love. I have another song called Light of Love, <laughs> and um, and love is light above. All my songs are about that. <laughs> I just want you to know, keep, keep looking up, keep looking up, and, and I want you to find the light at the end of your tunnel and know that 18 of us have found the light 
at the end of our tunnel and we are moving towards that light. You can have a life again. You can bring yourself back from the ashes. Don't give up. Nice. Don't give up. So, Char, thank you so much for bringing these amazing authors together. I, again, I'm so inspired sitting and having time with each of you and just listening about how each of these chapters really feed each other. And there's an overall message when you tie all these individually written chapters together. As I listen to each of you come on and talk about your chapters, I'm just getting the sense that people who read this this book from cover to cover are going to walk away with great inspiration and admiration for each author and the story they share, because it's very personal, but it also has hope. Again, the name, right? Mission Hope. It's all there in the name. So thank you so much for being part of this podcast. And I'm really looking forward to reading your chapter. Um, I'm excited to see this come out. It's going to be really, really good. Thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate this. Awesome. So if people are interested and would love to connect with you personally, what is the best way to find you? I see I'm on your Instagram page while we're chatting here on the screen. So we have that. What's the I'm best on way? Instagram, to, yeah. Babby Ann Star. And then I'm on Facebook as Babby Ann Avila. And, um, I also have a group, uh, Pathways of the Priestess on Facebook and, um, YouTube. I'm on YouTube as Babby Ann Star as well with the spiritual work and some of the music. And uh, my songs, um, some of them run on Spotify. I have to check and see what's still running. I have, <laughs> I had at one point Return to Love and a, and a, and a Latin pop tune tango, but uh, you can reach me that way. And also I have my email is babbyannstar at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thank you. That's so great. And we'll make sure we have all that information in the show notes so people can go right to you from the podcast. Thank you for being part of Living the Next Chapter. And more importantly, thank you for being part of this book. Char Murphy, thank you for making this happen. As I look around into the ceiling, and you're not here, but we're thinking of you, Char, as we do this. Recording. <laughs> we so, are. Thank you so much, Babby. It's great to have you here, and uh, look forward again to reading your chapter. It's going to be fun. Thank you so much, Dave. Awesome. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Hey, thanks for being here for the podcast. Mission Hope, thriving through seasons of the soul. Came up March 24th, 2023, 18 amazing authors, all corralled by the amazing Char Murphy. If you need some inspiration in your life, please go to the show notes, follow the links, go purchase the book, gift it to someone, buy copies and leave it in your waiting rooms of businesses or the dentist office. Just go out and buy the book and support these great authors, many first-time authors, first-time podcast guests, a lot of firsts happening here. Shar Murphy, thank you. Dominic Damaski, publisher as well from Motivation Champs. Thank you so much for bringing together these amazing people and, and to have these authors on these on a podcast here to talk about their chapters is so great. So encouraging you, go out, check out Mission Hope, Thriving Through Seasons of the Soul. Get your copy today. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Catch you on the next one.